Hello and welcome to the WordPress Chick Podcast. Brought to you by the WPChick.com. WordPress explained for those of us who get headaches when we hear words like PHP and functions, but want to make money with their WordPress sites. No boring code snippets here. Just WordPress happiness made easy. Now, here's your host, Kim Doyle, the WordPress Chick. Hey, what is up? I was going to start this with a song. If I only had a brain. I don't know why that popped in my head. Uh, I tend to... Songs pop in my head all the time. I'm sure they do for a lot of people listening. And of course, that's one of those songs that gets stuck in your head for way too long. Um, From the Wizard of Oz, though, right? Um, So what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the WordPress Chick Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Doyle, the WordPress Chick. And before, I haven't done this for a while, and I, I'm sorry, I need to do this more frequently. Uh, just a shout out and thanks for the uh, iTunes reviews. This one is going out to, I've got a couple. There's, we've got S. Gardner 0926 from the States. I don't know the name, so Stephen Gardner. Oh, I think it's probably Stephen Gardner. Hey, what up? Anyways, thank you. Awesome. Said Kim does a great job of giving information you care about and keeping it fun. She has a realistic outlook on life and in the business. Well, we're subscribing to I'm not going to read these because the way I read and speak at the speed of light is going to be annoying to listen to. But also another great one from Oaktown Lady in the US. Thank you. And I need to pull up the international reviews. But I just want to say thanks before we jump into today's episode. I've got a whole bunch of stuff to share with you guys. It tends to be my uh, MO. And it's, uh, I'm excited. It's just, it's been, a, it's, you know what, you're probably going to hear me saying that it's been a wild couple weeks or it's been a crazy week or lots going on because my life is changing. Lots of, I don't want to say I'm in limbo, uh, but a lot of stuff going on. Bear with me. I've got my little smoothie here. Day three, just, well, I do it like juicing and smoothies, but just feel better. <laughs> I got too much I need to do in this life. I'm just kidding. All right. This is, I, you, can you guys tell this is, you're, you're in for a ride. I'm just going to tell you that right now. I'm kind of in rare form, uh, in a good mood, which I tend to be a generally happy person, but feel a little punchy and it's middle of the afternoon. So we will, uh, <laughs> cross that bridge, right? So today's episode is striking a nerve and the future of WordPress as a business. So the striking a nerve part that, that came from episode 100. And I, I have to tell you guys, I was floored at the responses. And to everyone who emailed, reached out, tweeted, whatever, thank you. Appreciate it. And just thanks for listening to it in general, everybody. Um, but <laughs> the recovering Catholic has to be fair across the board. So if you didn't leave a comment or contact me, I still appreciate you. <laughs> um, but no, you know, it was, uh, nothing beats, Nothing beats that validation you get, especially when it's unsolicited, right? But nothing beats that when you're not sure about something and you've got this this feeling in your gut, right, about where you're going or what you're doing. And so when you when you take that leap and you get the validation, <laughs> I nothing beats it. You know, it's like there's something inside of you that that there's a little nudge to do it and all of a sudden the nudge becomes a push and you're like, "All right, well here we go." Here we go. And you're not sure how you're going to get there or what the second step be, is going to be, but you get validation. And so that's that's really what happened to me with with episode 100. And it doesn't matter you guys if it's 
simply a message you share with somebody or a post, a, a product you put out there, um, or a podcast, right? But when people reach out and tell you they're feeling the same way, you know you're on to something, right? And so, I, I and I'm not going to, if you haven't listened to it, of course, I'd love for you to listen to it because I shared the direction of my business. I've got some massive changes going on in my business and my personal life and where I'm headed. And so, you know, coming from that place, it's pretty it's pretty interesting that I really thought I was going to have this big party, <laughs> meaning for the episode. And when I say big party, I was going to like blab, which have you guys heard? I think someone said blabs going away. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's this whole live streaming and, and all of that. It's going to be interesting to see where this lands. I have yet to do a Facebook live stream. Can't say I will or won't, but um, I don't know. Maybe that's hurting it because there are more people on that platform. Who knows? But either way. So I was thinking about doing that and then I was just like, nah. <laughs> like I'm more of a, in the space I'm in right now is like, to float in the pool. I'm going to read a book. I'm going to go take a nap. I want to go get a massage. I want to go have lunch with a friend, whatever, you know, it's kind of that chill. And you guys, I, I really do like people. <laughs> I enjoy connecting and having fun. I just need to recharge, right? I also, as much as that fuels me, that fuels my spirit and, and, and drives me because you know, it's interesting. I was doing a, I had a call this morning with a podcast client um, who is just lovely and I can't wait to share what she's doing. But so we were having this conversation and I said, you know, one of the best things about the podcast for me is it constantly re-inspires me to, to do what I'm doing. And I don't mean just the podcast, but the business. And so the fact that I get to talk to awesome people, find out what they're doing, find out how they do it. You know, I always ask people, you know, what are some challenges and stuff you face? Because it's, it's important to know you're not in it alone, right? That you, the things that you have done and haven't worked are not just because you're a total numpty. Um, and, and I don't know if that sounds harsh guys. I like to use numpty, which is a Scottish word. Um, it's just a fun word. I like fun words, but you know, so there is that validation in that. And so, Every single time, for me, like it was just honoring, wow, (laughs) you got to 100 and that was awesome. So um, what was fascinating about it, because one of the big things that I shared was that I am getting out of client services. And I'm going to clarify this because I do have a couple clients that I'm still working with and I'm going to continue to work with just in case they're (laughs) reading this or listening to it. Uh, But they're lovely people and I enjoy working with them. It's, It's that easy. And so... That's something that I'm going to just trust. And if there comes a point where I don't feel that I can serve those people or give them what they need and and really um, are looking for, then I will find somebody who will over-deliver and exceed <laughs> expectations and keep things seamless, right? A transition. So here's the truth, you guys. I have yet to meet a freelancer who doesn't eventually want out of the client work, right? Sorry. I should have, I really should have planned better with the smoothie thing, but I want to stay on track. So just bear with me. Um, and here's the deal that makes sense, right? Because it's not simply because there's a frustration level involved in working with clients, because we know that that could be a podcast in and of itself. And honestly, that would just drain the life out of me. And as much as my ego wants to rant, we don't need that negativity, right? Um, but the truth is, as human beings, we're hardwired for more, right? We're not, I don't think we're built for the the status quo 30-year career tra- trajectory. And and my, 
those days are just another era. And the truth is, my guess is that even for those people that did that, you know, that they got bored. And (laughs) it's just that they probably didn't think there were options outside of you get a good job, you work hard, you get promoted, right? And maybe other offers come along, but that was, (laughs) and you would think I was alive in the 1950s. I wasn't. Um, but, but that was truly, I would say a way of life until the last, say, 20 plus years, right? And I'm sorry if you can hear the dogs barking outside my window. Um, but the truth is we have so many more options today. You know, I don't know. Maybe that's, that's part of the problem too is when you see other people going for what they want and they're doing business the way want to do, the way they want to do business, you start questioning why the hell you're not there, right? Like, what have I done wrong here? Why aren't I doing this or that? Or why don't I have X amount of recurring revenue? Why do I keep getting clients like this? And first of all, we are sitting in the armchair psychology uh, chair today. I, I didn't know how to phrase that without, well, it didn't go well either way. But the point is, every time you, why me? You are, you know, victimizing yourself. And and when you do that, you stay there. So let's just, let's put that on the table. But there can be that feeling of what am I missing? Like, you're just like, I didn't get the magic beans. How do I climb up that beanstalk? You know, it's like, there's that frustration and it's like, okay, let's see, I'm I'm creating content. I'm connecting. I'm building my list. I'm not making offers as much as I should. Right. But I think at the end of the day, you guys, it comes down to that. um, What are you willing to do? And, and I think it's more about how are you willing to show up? then it's about the tasks that you're willing to do. Because truthfully, everything is truthfully today, right? Like like I lie to you guys all the time. <laughs> you ever do that? Like you hear yourself? Anyways, I told you just, we're like 10 minutes in. This is going to be an interesting podcast. Um, And I lost my train of thought. But either way, the, oh, I know where I was going. The truth of the matter is that how you show up for yourself, you have you that matters more than anything else. That matters more than whether or not you are using the latest tactic. And I talked about this on a few episodes now in terms of tactics versus strategies, right? Copywriting, email marketing, um, direct response marketing in general, sort of those methodologies that have stood the, t- the test of time. You know, those are strategies, um, building an audience, communicating with customers. That's all a strategy. Tactics. Facebook, Snapchat, like all of those things are tactics that may or may not work. And it's interesting. I was watching this video yesterday on uh, Facebook. It was was a tech crunch. I don't know. And I believe (laughs) I love it when I try to pull up a stat and then I've got no facts to back it up, but just bear with me. It was, it was Apple talking about what they're doing with texting in terms of how much you're going to be able to, um, so like, let's say you want to, you want to send some like, OMG, like you're really excited about something. Well, that text bubble will like enlarge on the phone and then shrink down. Or if you need to say, I'm sorry, you can make it tiny, right? So emotions are coming through with the way the texting, we're going to be able to, there's like, you would think like, what else is there, right? I mean, in like, if you write football, you can double tap and it'll drop in a football emoji. So th- this was just some of the cool stuff I saw them doing yesterday. Oh, oh, or like if you want to, Okay, I'm getting really excited now. If you are celebrating like, oh, congratulations, your text screen, and I'm holding up my hands, so I want you guys to appreciate that. Um, the text screen on your phone will be like fireworks behind the, the text bubbles. I mean, so all of a sudden, the way we communicate 
is is shifting. And, you know, so so you look at again what I was talking about, tactics and strategies. If you don't want to do those things, then don't. So that's showing up for yourself. My point with with sharing the video, because I got sideways, um, was interesting is that Dan Norris of WP Curve, who is always on top of all that stuff. And but he shared that video and he said, I told you guys that communication is kind of the way we communicate and have the ability to communicate with each other is going to be a kind of like not the next wave. I forget what he what he the terminology he used, but to that degree, if that makes sense, right? And the thing is, like when when we watch how people are doing business, sorry, it's really tasty. It's kind of a green juice and an orange one, like with carrots and anyways. So what I was, the other thing I've noticed too, in terms of how we show up, right? Because the other thing is I'm not talking about the side that we see on social media, because I have to tell you, I have actively participated in all of that. And I'm really grateful to say that I'm on the other side of it at this point. And, you know, I still use social media, but there's something about observing the way people have to broadcast every second of their lives. And I'm like, for the, like you're with your kid. Do you, is like doing a selfie video with you and your kid every time you're with them? Like, is that how they're going to remember your time? You know, I don't know, guys, if this is a conversation worth having, which I want to talk about that towards the end, but because I'm going to launch a new show outside of the clicks and the cash, I think I'm going to just start podcasting for a living. I don't know. We'll see. But like that, that whole idea where it's like everything, everything in your life is viewed through a lens that has to be shared. And I'm not negating sharing anything. Um, I, I totally participated in that. But at some point, I don't know, it reminds me of the crash you have, like like after a wedding, right? There's that, you plan and you plan and you plan, and you've all heard that people plan more for the wedding than the marriage. But there's this, this big buildup, and then it's like, what happens when the lights go down, right? So for people who do that, and, and I think where the disconnect is for me, and you guys have probably seen this. So maybe there's somebody you know in your personal life, and... Here's an example. Um, there was a, a friend of my daughter's um, locally, and I know I know the mom and the parents. I've met the dad or whatever, but like knowing that there was some issues in the marriage, and like literally, the mother had been talking about divorce. Not to me. This was all via my daughter and whatnot. Um, but then they're in Maui a week later and it's like the most loving, like the, it's the picture perfect thing. And it's, it's not a judgment for somebody wanting to feel that. But to me, you're so not honoring like what you're feeling. Like you have a right to feel sad. You have a right to be on a family vacation, maybe trying to work through something. But when you, I don't know, there's almost like this lie there. I'm really going down the armchair psychology route today, but. My point is you have to show up in a way that works for you. And so for me, that was, it is time to, it's just time to step into something else that I've, that I'm supposed to do. And I have always felt that my entire life, like I'm here to do something. I I told in that episode 100, it was like, I really was like, I want to do what Wayne Dyer does, right? I want to be a motivational speaker, which he was so much more than that and evolved and all that stuff. That that's always what I wanted to do. So it was always being 
I equated it really to like a pair of hands, right? Being the tech support versus um, the consultant, the expert, the genius, whatever that looks like. But it was so amazing to me how many people were like, how are you going to do that? And how are you getting out of that? And what are you shifting into? Because it's tiring. There, There's the one-to-one is tiring. And I think what happens also is that as we, you know, move through life, that that drive and that that hustle, which we know how I feel about that word, um, but that ability to push yourself for more and to do more, um, it starts waning. Uh, I will be, holy moly, I'm going to say this out loud, but 46 next month. And I, it, it's still somewhere in my head. I'm like, you know, now 35 or whatever. For some reason, that just sticks to me. Although I'm really happy with where I'm at right now um, and who I've become. But you just, I don't, I don't want that, right? Like I had to look at what this looks like for me. So again, when you're looking at where you're at and and how you do business at some point, here's a great example. I was on Carrie Dill's podcast last week. So much fun. We chatted for like a half an hour afterwards, just adore her to pieces. And it was great. There was a lot of engagement. And somebody actually said, oh, I wish you wouldn't sugarcoat so much, which is where I'll tell you about the other show I want to do. Well, I'm going to do it. But somebody, this gal Jackie, who I'm probably going to have on the show, um, she has been a freelancer and and she, I think, is going to launch a podcast in, not totally clear yet, but talking more about design and the web and where it's going and all that stuff. And I think that it'd be great, personally. Um, and I'm sure there'd be some total fun nuggets and... and <laughs> things to look out for and tools and resources and all that stuff. But anyways, uh, what Jackie asked me, the question was, and it just bears repeating here, was, but what do you do when, how do you say no when that's your income, right? How do you say no to something that you don't want to do or you don't want to work with this person? You know, when, how do you transition or how do you get the income replaced or whatever? And um, I'm totally paraphrasing and I'll put a link in the podcast notes if you want to check that out. It was really fun. It was on camera too. So you can see my goofy animations. But it was it was an easy question to answer, but probably not the most helpful answer because there's nothing tangible. There's nothing you can see, sink your teeth into. You have to make a decision and you have to trust. And are there other things you can so you so there's that, okay. Let's let's leave it at that. But beyond that, you can set stuff up prior if you want. So for me, having a team and having people to help me do those things definitely made it a lot easier. Mind you, my expenses went up. So on one hand, it pulled a lot of the stress off of me. On the other hand, there was the additional stress of, well, technically, I'm not making... So it's $5,000 site. It's like my profits cut significantly because I've got other people managing it, doing stuff. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's kind of a six of one, half a dozen of another, right? So you can take the work, first of all, and you can set it up in in the sense that this is who you're going to work with. This is my project manager, et cetera, et cetera. So you can do that. Um, the other thing is, and it, again, it depends on how bad you want it, right? But set get a product out there for sale. Do it quickly. Pre-sell it. I mean, <laughs> this tied in nicely. But Troy Dean is, is launching Rockstar Launches, um, how to create and launch your course. And they've got a huge retention rate and they've done it really well. And you can do it quicker. It doesn't, he sells stuff. He sells the course before he launches it. So you don't need to spend months because then you never get off the drawing board. Personally, I've been there. And if nobody buys it, 
it's a lot easier to refund three people that bought something and say, you know what, we didn't have enough people sign up for this, so we're going to go ahead and refund it, as opposed to having five people sign up. You did all this work. Now you go through with this and it just sucks in a way, right? So there's a way to get some validation on it. You can set up affiliate stuff. I've heard so many times people say, yeah, but affiliate income doesn't come in for 30, 60 days, whatever. Those those days are going to pass regardless, right? So there are things you can do. And if truthfully you want to get out of it, go get a part-time job. I know it sounds crazy. And there are times, so like, because I've had those thoughts, not in years, but then I'm like, okay, well, you could go do something for eight hours or you could sell an hour of your time. I mean, that sounds funny, right? But you, you, so then that, that, that drives you. Go do consulting, go do coaching, go do things where you know that you can deliver the value and get results. Um, but you know, the message that I got so very clear was that people, freelancers want out. And, and I, and I may have said this earlier on, um, but this is actually a click to tweet in the post. I have yet to meet a freelancer who doesn't eventually want out of client work. And I did say that earlier, huh? I'm sitting here. I'm like, wait a minute, because we're wired for more. <sighs> Such is my life when I'm rolling with the mouse. But I, I just, you know, think about that. And, you know, when you need a little bit of validation, simply put something out there and, and go with your gut. And it's something that I have, have just been stepping into. And it's that nervous pit that I get in my stomach on a daily basis, which means I'm on the right path. And I just know it's something I've got to do. So that was uh, kind of a long intro, right? About what struck a nerve with people. But I think what it told me was one, speak your mind more often. And you guys, it's not like I'm shy and I don't. But I guess I I think oftentimes, like, I don't want to debate with people. I'm not going to defend myself, which my site, my show, I really don't have to, right? But you have to be prepared for the trolls because they come out regardless. Um, so I don't know. It's um, I, There's going to be more of that. So let's move on to the future of WordPress as a business. All right. So let's, I'm going to paint a picture. Me at a table. Uh, you can call me Madam Chick. I've got my turban on, big chunky rings on my fingers, and I'm gazing into a crystal ball. I rub my hands over the ball and give you a, hmm, very interesting. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to keep running with this because I don't have anywhere else to go with it. But it was funny when I was writing it. I don't know if it was the Madam Chick or Madam Kim, whatever you want to call me. But obviously, <laughs> I don't have a crystal ball. But this is based on conversations I've had with other entrepreneurs in the WordPress space who have developed products and have been freelancers. And simply because... I, I pay attention to, you guys know that like I'm a total geek when it comes to finding tools and apps and, and resources and stuff. It, it's something that's fun for me. I don't hear my heart. I'm not saying I dive into all of them, but I like keeping my fingers on the pole, so to speak, which maybe I should be, you know, paying attention to this week in tech or whatever, but it's more just online stuff, right? Then anyways, but um, so it's sort of an aggregation of observations and conversations. God, say that 10 times fast, huh? All right. So first of all, the let's look at what I'm talking about when I refer to WordPress as a business. So the types of business I'm referring to are maybe you create WordPress websites, you provide WordPress maintenance and hosting, and or 601, right? Um, which really, they're not the same thing, but you know what I mean. <laughs> you do WordPress training or teaching or documentation, and that is generalized. Okay. So we're talking how to set up and install your first WordPress blog, that kind of stuff, right? Um, or then you've got 
WordPress specialty. So, you know, think focusing on a very specific aspect of WordPress, whether that's something like WooCommerce or it's marketing or speed or security or content. And then of course there is WordPress theme and plugin development. So first we're going to look at WordPress websites. And obviously (laughs) I'm probably not the most objective person right now when it comes to this space, but Trust me that this is really coming from an observational perspective as opposed to simply my personal views, right? Things are changing in this marketplace. And this was great. I should have grabbed a snippet, but I'm going to have Jackie on the show. So we'll talk more about it um, on the show. We were talking about this quite a bit, but the tools and options available for building a WordPress site, they, they just are growing by leaps and bounds. I have decided that I'm going to do a post with videos, the ultimate guide to WordPress visual editors, because there are a ton out there. Obviously, I have my preferences for Thrive and Beaver Builder, but there are a ton more coming. There are, you know, look at, and if you guys didn't know this, but Divi, which has been, was one of the first builders, but it's a back end, right? And they're launching Divi 3.0. We'll have a front end builder, which I'm super excited because I think Divi sites look great. Um, and I love all their modules and extensions, but I like the visual builders. Again, it just works for my brain. So, you know, I know that there are a lot of developers or, or web people or whatever you want to call yourself or classify yourself. Okay. And I don't mean that as a dig. I just, <laughs> I don't want corrections. Um, so there are a lot of people out there that are anti-visual editors and builders, but the truth is that your customer isn't. Right. So you have to step back and think to yourself, all right, is this cost effective? So if you're creating WordPress websites for large companies, maybe you're an agency, you know, and it's not cost effective for your customer, the larger corporation or the larger company, it's not cost effective for them to build it and manage it. So, you know, you're probably not going to be as impacted by these tools and, and apps and plugins or whatever, where the everyday user wants you to build a site and hand it over to them. At the same time, how many people are going to say, I'm just going to go get Beaver Builder because you can build out a beautiful site with that. And again, they have to have the aptitude. And I mean, if somebody is brand new to WordPress, they're not going to be comfortable using that if they're brand new. So it just depends on someone's experience level. But really, I think that for people who build websites for individual business owners or very small businesses, the landscape is changing and it doesn't mean you're not going to have clients or websites to build, but it's up to you to manage how cost effective that is. Right. So I interviewed the Beaver Builder team and I've got a second interview coming. So I have to get that. That's coming uh, probably before the end of June. Awesome guys could not be happier for their success. But what I will tell you is that Beaver Builder was built to solve a problem of theirs. They wanted to develop and, um, you know, get sites launched faster for their clients. And so it solved the problem. They were finding that they were recreating certain elements and they were like, well, what if we had this builder? So long story short, Beaver Builder was born. And so you have to decide, is it really worth it to build something from scratch or to custom code a theme when there are so many great tools and plugins that will get you there in half the time. And this is where I think there's a huge differentiation between a developer and freelancer versus the entrepreneur. Your profit should come into factor first. Well, I'm going to actually say second because how you feel about the project should really come first. I was talking with my friend, uh, John Perez, what up JP? 
And he was, he was talking about this. Uh, we were on Skype and someone was messaging him about a project and he's like, Oh, I'm going back and forth. And these people were used to, it's a company and the guy was trying to get his boss to sign on or whatever, but they were used to using people in India outsourced whatnot. And I'm like, John, don't do it <laughs> because they wanted him to come down in price. And I'm like, and here's a guy who works super hard is super talented but he works full time still. He's, you know, he's scaling so he can get out of that. But it's like, can you, and he's got two little ones, like little ones, three. And I apologize if Aaron is four, John, um, and like a baby, like a year old. So I'm like, really? <laughs> like your time is your most precious commodity. Do not spend it working for somebody that you're probably going to end up resenting. First of all, it's not fair to the client. It's not fair to you. You know, so he said, no. And then something else falls in his lap. And that's my point, guys. When I go, let's go way back to the whole, the question of, well, what do you do when you say no and you know you need the money? You trust. Because there has not been one single time when I haven't listened to my gut and it's paid off. There have been plenty of times (laughs) where I haven't listened to my gut and I resent the hell out of myself for not listening. And that whole crazy story I explained to you guys in episode 100, fired the client once for whatever stupid reason I decided to take it back on. Well, I was like, okay, well, I mean, my life's not, I don't say upheaval because I really, this is an exciting new chapter, but it's like, okay, well, should you do this? You know, my, my friend and project manager who we're winding down that relationship too, but, um, and this is one of my best friends. It's not like she's going anywhere, but she had said to me after that whole, she's like, you seem so much happier after getting rid of that person. I'm like, I am. I totally feel like a kid having summer vacation and it's really fun. Um, so in terms, again, let, let me just <laughs> try to circle back and tie that with some sort of bow. Uh, WordPress websites, it's just the landscape's changing, you guys. And I think if it's something you do, you got to find that way to differentiate yourself, um, whatever that is, and just be clear on doing the things that you enjoy doing. And don't do the things you don't want to do. Don't undercut your price because, and, and, you know, here's the other thing that I've, I've seen a lot of people do in this space is that when you have a tool that will cut down your development time or your creation time, whatever you want to call it in half, well, then all of a sudden the value's not there. And I'm going to call bullshit on that one because that's not true. They can't do what you do. They don't have your knowledge. You know, you got to remember that people are paying for, your knowledge and skills and all of that. So it doesn't matter how you get there as long as you get there. And it's a valuable product that does what the client needs. So just keep that in the back of your head. But personally, I think the landscape's changing. And I'm not saying a lot of people are going to be out of business, but I think that you should probably add uh, some additional revenue streams, skills, products, whatever that looks like. But it's time to add to that um, or get a job. And that sounds really harsh. I don't mean it, but um, it's, it's frustrating when you've got client work and you don't want to be doing it anymore or it's drying up, but that's the only way you've paid the bills, right? Anyways, let's move on. Uh, WordPress maintenance and hosting. Uh, as you can probably tell by the WordPress hosting options available, this also isn't going anywhere soon, anytime soon. Now, I'm not saying that you go get into <laughs> Um, hosting necessarily, but you can set up reseller accounts. Um, you can, I mentioned this last time, I was like, what kind of revenue would I be earning had I done some, how to set up work like Pat Flynn did, right? With Bluehost, he makes like 60 grand a month. 
doing a simple content video, how to set it up, all that stuff. I don't know if he's, I'm assuming he's updated it by now, but the whole thing is that's a great option. If you have a WordPress business, you can create content around a uh, managed WordPress hosting solution that you use, uh, believe in, that has a good affiliate program. Run with it. Okay, so that's just an FYI. Or you can uh, be a reseller, right? Get your own accounts. And with that comes sort of the maintenance piece, uh, which I have never offered maintenance packages. Since I don't really get into business, I did not get into business to build websites in the first place. The last thing I wanted to do was be tech support. Not that that didn't happen. Um, but if it's something, you know, because there are a lot of people like, oh, it's easy because you use something like Managed WP, you put all your clients, you update, blah, 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 you, you know, and you get them on recurring billing. That was me snapping my fingers like piece of cake. But again, you're going to be the go-to. That's and if, and if somebody knows a better way to do this, please feel free to comment. And I'm happy to send people to you um, if, whether it's consulting. Say, okay, so there's a whole thing, right? How to teach somebody <laughs> how to do something in a WordPress business, which, <laughs> Jackie, we had a great conversation, clearly. Um, but we were talking about, you, know, you have a lot of freelancers who are tired of freelancing, so they start teaching how to freelance successfully because they want to get out of it. Um, I don't know that I would go that route. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of ways that you can successfully get the recurring revenue through hosting and maintenance. Um, I still think it's viable if, A, you like doing this type of work because it can be tedious and monotonous. It's just boring. And B, it's profitable. Make sure that you have enough clients to cover. I don't care if it's an hour and a half of your time a week, but, you know, make sure that you have enough. That's so I'm just going to use round numbers. You charge a hundred bucks an hour. That's $400 a month. You better be making, I would say if you can make twice that on, on hosting and maintenance, go with it, go for it. Right. And you don't mind the work. Um, all right, moving on. So that was WordPress maintenance and hosting as, uh, again, we're talking about the future of WordPress businesses, excuse me, WordPress as a business. And you guys, I know I've talked about these topics before in terms of what you can do, but I'm just playing, you know, Madam Doyle. That would have been better, huh? Than Madam Chick. Okay. WordPress training, teaching, and documentation in general. Okay. This again is that how to set up your WordPress blog. You know, I have to tell you, I've thought about doing that before on my site. Like, I'm the WordPress chick. I should have this, right? But you know what? I don't want to. (laughs) I have zero desire because that's not where I'm at. Had it been something I did five, six years ago, I mean, I've been doing this eight years, but had I done it years ago, it would have been more fun. It doesn't interest me at all. So while I think there's always room for people to bring their own spin to things, your own personality, your own unique awesomeness, um, unless you're super passionate about this, my recommendation would be to partner with other people who are already doing this really, really well and set up some type of referral system right? Set up an affiliate, something, you know, why, why reinvent the wheel? There are so many great tutorials and resources available. You know, I, I was mentioning this on, um, Carrie Dill's podcast, officehours.fm. Uh, Carrie's going to be on the show again too. Um, but I was, you know, Bob WP is a great resource for, um, more, I don't want to say generalized WordPress, but he actually has a podcast, uh, Do the Woo, where he talks about WooCommerce, but you know, Bob's a great resource. So it would make more sense to me to dial in 
my resources, which I am doing, I'm working on on the site. So that when you go to resources, it's like, you know, general WordPress, it's going to be e-commerce, it's going to be marketing. And those pages, some of them will be my stuff. Some of it's going to be to external sites. So by the way, if you're listening, and I'm not kidding you, you guys, nobody takes me up. Well, some people take me up. Um, but if you have resources that you think would be valuable for my audience, send them over. Paul Irvine, right? We did a great uh, show on security. He is a security dude, not me. So I don't want to, like, I'll just do an affiliate or whatever. And I'm not saying it has to be monetized either. So hear my heart on that. But there's no harm in it, you guys, if it is. So don't think that, um, I can't think of the right word, altruistic, but you know what I mean? It's okay to make money when you're giving somebody business. That's how the internet works. The offline world hasn't quite gotten there yet. Um, I mean, well, let's leave that alone. But my recommendation is if you don't already have this up on your site, just create awesome resources, right? And I do get that you have your own secret sauce. We all do. But if you can bring your uniqueness to this space, my guess is that you can also bring it to something more original and customized. And my suggestion would be, again, those great resource pages. So when I was talking about this and where, hold on. Okay. I'm going to talk about this in the WordPress specialty piece. So you like that? I had to scroll down. I do write these posts out before. Um, I just want to make sure I'm kind of staying on track and not going to repeat my, what I think is my brilliant tweetable. Um, just be the trusted resource and partner to your audience. Even if it means sending them somewhere else, they will come back to you because you're not, you know, I, how many times have I talked to you guys about that old school marketers? You know enough about me. What do you think about me? And you only see them sharing things socially, although I should say I've unfollowed a lot that I used to, but it's only their own stuff. That is it. They share how perfect their lives are. They share their own products, but they are never, ever, ever sharing something that can provide their audience. And I'm totally like making blanket statements here, but just let's run with it. Okay. You don't see them saying, um, you know, here, this is great resource. If they found great content, they, it's just, there's this scarcity mentality around that. But anyways, um, yeah, just, just be the, the trusted resource. And I promise you, because in another, another lifetime, I, I had a crystal ball, I think it will work out. All right. So let's talk about WordPress specialties. So in this space, I am sort of referring to training, teaching, and documentation also. Um, but specializing in something. And this has always been one of my most favorite opportunities within WordPress. Why? Because there will always be something new that grabs you. And maybe it's not even WordPress. Here's a great example. Like ActiveCampaign, who I use for email marketing now, has actually been around a while. I interviewed the um, owner, which I, you guys have had a lot of interviews that need to come out. I should go back to two a week here. Um, great guy. It was a really quick interview. You know, some people answer questions and they're direct. And then I'm like, okay, we're <laughs> great guy. But so anyways, active campaign, it has become really mainstream. And the story of how it started and where they were going and where it is today is pretty interesting. But the point is there are a lot of like somebody getting in on the, let me show you how to use active campaign right now. <clears throat> Excuse me, golden golden because they've got recipes kind of like a funnel, right? And you can upload recipes in terms of if this, then that kind of thing. If they tag this, then they go into the sequence and they start that campaign, all of that. So that is a simple example, right? Look at, okay, let, let's talk about my Oso favorite. You know, where I talk about um, Thrive. So I 
<laughs> I make a decent um, affiliate commission every month with Thrive. And it simply happened organically because I can tell you guys, I was sitting in the family room, my family room, obviously. Um, it was probably like a February or something. And I'm like cruising around on Facebook and I see this video tutorial on this visual builder. And I was like, what is that word? I was all over that, right? So because of that, I, I was just excited about it. I was enthusiastic about it. And it was funny because as as some of their other plugins have come out, I was like, wow, I really need to do an updated visual builder tutorial. But it happened so organically. All you need to do, and I, I mean this, is create valuable content, share your enthusiasm, and then monetize it, okay? So if you look at the history of my site, you can see where I did it with Genesis. And then, you know, more recently, Thrive. And I do it... At, if it's a premium plugin and there's an affiliate commission and it's something I use, it's going to have an affiliate link. It's great. There's nothing wrong with that. Okay. So, I mean, you can then create content around these tools. I mean, if you stop to think about, and I'm, and I'm, I want to, I'm like, okay, what are some gravity forms popped into mind? Then you've got ninja forms. I need to have them on the show too, where they've got extensions. Find those models that, and, and again, it depends on, cookies and all that kind of stuff. But there are plenty of things that you can specialize in. Um, you know, we're, um, Bob WP has got to do the woo. So obviously he's probably got a lot of content on WooCommerce. I have no idea if what sort of affiliate thing they do or don't have with their extension model or not. But, you know, you can definitely find something in this space. Um, and then, so first of all, you can monetize it with content, right? Talked about that. Sharing your enthusiasm. Enthusiasm. <laughs> Easy for me to say. Um, another tool I love, and I've talked to you guys about multiple times, is CoSchedule. So CoSchedule, actually, their referral program, it's not paid, but you get like credit. So every time somebody signs up, my monthly CoSchedule fee goes down, which is great because now I have two calendars. It's interesting. And I do you like all this content I'm r- rambling out? I've got to do this and I've got this coming. I really want to do a full amazing post. And why haven't I had them on the show? Um, on CoSchedule. And, but so I've got two calendars because I've got this juicing niche site I'm doing, right? But it's great because I, if I pushed, I don't want to say harder, but if I set up a more solid strategy, which I will, um, to marketing co-schedule, there's nothing, mind you, I would get a big credit for doing a post and video and all that stuff. It's just ideal. I friggin' love that tool. And so what happens is when I get excited because there's like a five-year-old stuck in me somewhere that I get like goofy when I find things I like and become this total, you know, like super fan in a way, right? Or whatever you want to call it. I've gotten swag from co-schedule. Like it just, it's fun. And I got all excited when they know that I'm like their cheerleader and their champion because I love their tools. So you don't have to be nutty. (laughs) But what you can do then is when you find these things that you enjoy and you've got a natural knack for making other people understand it or, or use it or whatever, then you can build a course around it or do a training. So I've got a course on building your Thrive opt-in funnel. I don't know if it'll be out it's just done. I've got to get the email sequences up, um, but it'll probably be out next week. And I've created this because it seems to be a roadblock for a lot of people. It, some people are like, I, <laughs> John, I really want to love Thrive. Uh, other people, it's just natural right out of the gate. So it's like, okay, here's how you do it. Step by step by step. Here's your email sequences. Here's the templates I used. Here's a bonus giveaway template that I, you know, so from that perspective, 
then you can take it a step further, right? Again, I did the same thing with uh, Genesis when I created my WordPress Genesis for Beginners ebook um, and it came out and then I upgraded it to, I did the ebook and the Kindle as one and then I did the books and the videos as, as another product and then I did books, videos and bonuses. Well, and the bonuses had uh, like a custom landing page, <laughs> it was a couple years ago. And I think I'll probably put it back up for sale, but a couple years ago, and there was like a, a ebook on analytics. There was an ebook on design. There was an interview on design. And so it was an interesting model. But again, I had already, people trusted me because I was creating content around using Genesis, right? So think about all of the different opportunities within WordPress where you can do this, whether it's specific plugins or themes, methods around SEO or content, selling, uh, growing your subscribers measuring data. It's kind of wide open and you can take those different elements and, and again, see what you enjoy doing. Not to mention you can partner with some of these companies. You'd be surprised. I get requests for sponsored content actually on the site. Speaking of sponsors, I have a podcast sponsor, SiteLock. That's coming in July. I'm super excited. You'll hear more about that later. But where people have asked for sponsored content on the site and it's like, it tends to be more, um, how do I want to look at this? Uh, kind of, I don't say generic, but I'm like, eh, it doesn't, it doesn't grab me. But where I would rather you, so you, one, you can do sponsored con- content. The other thing you can do though is just create great content as, as an affiliate. Um, you know, so here's what I would do first though, if this is the route you want to go, is that I would get some validation. <laughs> um, again, because where I was talking earlier about those, um, uh, you know, creating a course or whatever and, you sell it and you you build it out and it's you've done 10 videos and all this content like two people buy it sucks right so get some validation first and so what i would do is start with a post start with great content and share the bejesus out of it so make sure you put it in front of as many people as possible to see if it resonates with them before you go creating courses you know if you don't have something you're super passionate about and this is probably something you should do even if you are passionate about this is reverse engineer this. So what I would do is I would do the keyword research. Um, I would go to Google Trends. I would check WordPress Facebook groups. I would search hashtags, find out what people are talking about and they need or want and go from there. Okay. And one of the things, sorry, my nose is itchy. One of the things um, in this space is then it can also get crowded. So there is this fine line of jumping in when the time is right. and. John, I hope you're listening to this. And now you're going to have to, because I'm going to tell you that I talked about you 12, 12 ways sideways. But you know, when John and I were talking, because he's done some really cool custom modules for Beaver Builder, that's starting to become not saturated. I don't want to say that. And it's exciting. I love those guys. It, they've got a great Facebook group. It's a great community. It's a great product, right? But when you have like this core product, and then all of a sudden you've got a hundred people creating modules, it's like, is that a space you want to be fighting for or does the competition? And you guys, I don't have the answer for this. So I'm going to just go ahead and preface that. Um, but if you start paying attention to how many people are entering the space and uh, did I get it? Oh, no, I haven't talked to, sorry about themes and plugin development. But if so, look at how many people are getting in the space. Is that going to drive the costs down? Is it cost effective enough to maintain support? How does it all look, especially when it, you're a, a third party piece of software that's supporting another piece. And then you've got WordPress with all of these different hundreds of thousands, gazillions, right, of environments that WordPress exists on. 
hosting themes, plugins, people involved, all that good stuff. So, um, but again, like I would just get some validation, you guys. It's not hard to find out what people are wanting. You know, go to Code Canyon and Theme Forest, see what their top sellers are. I mean, you know, Visual Composer, which I'll have to include in the ultimate um, WordPress visual editor post. So nobody go write that. I'm telling you right. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but I, I, I bought that one a long time ago. After th- I think it was after I had Thrive, uh, just out of curiosity. But if you go in there, it's still one of their top sellers. So you can go look at, you know, Code Canyon, go to WordPress, you know, popular item, and and, and you can see what people are buying. And if I hope this doesn't, whatever, whatever, I'm going to stop qualifying stuff. No more sugarcoating. So I don't know if you're listening and I apologize who, I don't know if, what the guy's name was that said that. I am sorry. But you cannot create something to sell for people who don't want to spend money. <laughs> well, I guess you can, but it's going to be really frustrating. And in my experience, and I think this goes across the board with a lot of people in the WordPress space, um, meaning who have done this, is that you're going to have an easier time solving a problem for somebody who consistently invests in their business. So if you're selling a, 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 a solution, <coughs> excuse me, or um, solving a problem for a business owner that can help them make more money, it's going to sell well, right? I, I just, again, I look at people who bark at having to renew a license once a year for a piece of software that takes a ton to to develop and plan. And I mentioned in episode 100 that I've got a project I'm working on with Gordon Orlick of Web Factory LTD. So excited about it. But let me tell you, we've been talking about it for a few weeks and it's just, there is so much I've learned, so much, and we're kind of getting into plugin development from talking to him, knowing what is and isn't possible, what requires, how many API calls, all this stuff, right? Like I get to do the marketing, the content, and the training. They do the development, but there's a lot there. Um, but again, my point is if you're going to create some sort of specialized training, personally, I would do it around something that costs money already because if it's something that's free, don't assume people are going to want to spend money on it. Just side note. And where are we at with time? Whoa, I'm getting chatty. Let's let's kind of wind this down. But uh, the last subject in this would be the WordPress theme and plugin development. And since I don't have any experience creating and selling themes, just take this with a grain of salt because it's simply coming from conversations I've had and a simple opinion on the matter. Not that I'm simple, but it's just straightforward. You know, there are so many themes available today. Um, I think that you would have to really have your own niche within this space. Restaurant themes, um, book theme, you know, book launch themes. Like I would think it needs to kind of get squared down, squared down. That didn't even make sense. <laughs> narrow down. This is what happens when you're punchy. Uh, but if you can narrow it down, then go for it. I don't spend a lot of times looking at themes anymore because I've got the team. I do spend time looking at themes for design inspiration or, you know, like showcases. I love to see what people have done with stuff. Excuse me, but, um, I, I'm still a fan of Genesis, but really, and here we go, going to just say this out loud, but I honestly feel like Studio Press has become the stepchild to the ugly stepchild to uh, Rainmaker. And it's just sort of this afterthought. And I'm not saying the themes are ugly. There's just, I haven't felt excited <laughs> about anything that's come out of there in a long time. Uh, and I know they work great. That's why I keep using Genesis. So there you go. Uh, in terms of plugins, I, I kind of made my point with the last statement is don't develop plugins for people who don't spend money. 
on plugins, right? So, and I know that sounds so ambiguous and hard to put your fingers on, but if you can solve a problem for people who are already spending money on solutions, then you're going to be good. And it's all, and it's a matter of testing and tweaking how you put it into the marketplace, how you differentiate yourself. Um, So, you know, it's interesting that I've talked to you guys about stepping into sort of this whole affiliate CPA space where it's not my name and brand are not on anything. It's just me learning how to run paid traffic to offers to get them to convert. And it's just this huge, crazy world. What's interesting is that they approach it that, hey, if there's a ton of competition, that's a good thing because it means it's working, right? Where in in this space, not easy for me to say, in this space, um, people have a tendency to be like, oh, well, they've got the market, so let's leave it instead of, you know, doing something else. And I'm like, eh, I don't buy it. There's, if you can solve it better, if there are multiple solutions to that problem, what can you bring to the table with that? So here's what's been interesting with the plugin stuff. As I've done this with Gordon um, and just trying to wrap our head around numbers and, and hours and cost involved, um, it's been fascinating to see, okay, well, how many customers do we need and what are we going to do with this? It's, it's just a whole different approach because when it's your own time, you tend to, I do anyways, I sold it short, right? But when it comes to, this is great. He's really helping me stay on task in terms of profitability. Um, we're not going to undercut the pricing and delivering a great product that solves a significant problem. And I'm not going to tell you what it is yet. Um, <laughs> But it's been really interesting to learn that. And because they've done so much of this, right? They do white labeling of themes and plugins. They've sold a ton of stuff on uh, Code Canyon, which they're moving off. And you'll hear more about that in the interview with him coming up. But, you know, so in terms of this space, uh, the theme development, I just, I I don't know. Maybe I, I'm trying to think who I could have. I, maybe I, hey, if you're a theme developer, let's chat. I should have you on the show and, and we'll go from there. Um, but but plugin development, I don't think it's going anywhere just solve a problem and be in it for the long haul. Just be in it for the long haul, not the JVZoo crowd where there's a new launch every day. And those, a lot of those are great products, but they, they stop supporting them after, you know, because they're more interested in going for the next big launch and the next big payday. And it's like, God, that would, God, you know what I just thought about? That would be an interesting market. Like somebody going in and scooping up these JVZoo products that are like, <laughs> you know, um, they're in the little dessert. <laughs> totally picturing why can't i i explain this um but you know like a dead parking lot with like these old cars and it's like there's all these little um <laughs> jv zoo plugins and products you got tumbleweeds blowing the wind's blowing they're just like please use me <laughs> anywho okay so that wraps up the future um my crystal ball predictions of the future of WordPress as a business. It's not going anywhere. I think it is a matter though of differentiating yourself, putting yourself out there, putting your own uniqueness on it. You guys use your voice, use your voice, use your voice, uh, be who you are. <laughs> it's that's, that's where the connection happens. Um, and speaking of that, now I will just drop this on you guys and I really really would appreciate some feedback. Um, So as I'm stepping into this new space, and now that I've shared with you guys that I thought somehow I was going to be a female Wayne Dyer, (laughs) I'm so, uh, well, we'll leave that alone. Um, I have decided because I've had, I really have started to enjoy writing. And I, again, WordPress chick's not going anywhere. Let's just make that clear. But 
I don't always want to talk about WordPress in business, right? And so I am going to go back to kimdoyle.com, which there's a really pretty theme up there that was actually Carrie Dill's, one of her first premium themes. Um, loved it. And I was going to launch the Visionaires podcast and do coaching. I'm like, eh, I don't want to do that either. <laughs> so I, I don't know what the theme or the site's going to look like yet, but it's literally just going to be kimdoyle.com. And um, I'm going to write about what I want to write about. I'm going to say, hey, here's where you can connect with me online. Here's where, how we can do business together. I've got the WordPress Chick podcast. I've got Clicks into Cash over here about the affiliate CPA stuff. And drum roll, please. That was me on the desk. I don't know what that sounded like. I'm sorry if it was obnoxious. Um, the Kim Doyle Show, Conversations on Life and Business. And I I just, I'm so excited about this, you guys. Like, I really, like, it makes me giggly. Um because I want to just have conversations with people. I'll do solo shows too, because clearly I like to talk. Um, I, I just, you know, in, in the wake of everything that's happening in the world, you know, on the, this is, I'm recording this, you know, not even a week after the tragedy in Orlando, I want to spur some positive conversations. And that doesn't mean that there's not going to be debate or discussion or disagreements um, or that I won't take a strong stance on something. I, I don't want to get into politics. I'll tell you that much. I have as much interest in politics as I do eating a bag of rocks. But, but really, like, I just, I don't know, man. I just, man, <laughs> somebody rolled back to 1977. Um, I just want to have some cool conversations. I love doing this podcast. There are a lot of elements about me. I don't think I hide or hold back, but. Um, there's just a lot of stuff inside of me that I want to share and I want to talk about. And so it was funny. I was thinking about this, you know, I've got my just show up and which that's gone sideways too, but that's a mantra of mine, just show up. Um, but I, I just, I want to talk to cool people. I want to have good conversations. So not so much interview style as much as having conversations and writing about what I want to write about and sharing experiences that maybe don't, <laughs> well, you guys are probably like, uh, you don't often talk about WordPress on this podcast. <laughs> oh, the beauty of it being the WordPress Chick podcast. But I, I just think there's, you know, we really do. It's There's some challenging times on the planet right now. There are some amazing things going on. So I'm going to focus on the latter and um, I'm excited. So I don't, I, I'm thinking July for sure. That's going to launch. So I'll keep you guys posted, but I really, I, I'd love to hear your opinion, but it is literally just going to be the Kim Doyle show conversations on life and business. So with that, I'm out. I'm outie. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh my goodness. I got to go finish this juice. I'm getting a headache. You guys are awesome. I love you tons as always. I'd love a review on iTunes. And again, to all of you who have left it there. Thank you. Oh, oh, oh. And if you're not on my email list, join not just because I like emailing you. Um, but I will have, I mentioned in the episode with Troy Dean, he is, it's official. There's a meetup uh, July 26th in San Francisco at the GoDaddy offices. How fun is that? They're going to sponsor it. Um, and so I'm just super excited about hanging with Troy and in person, which will be fun. And, uh, yeah, I it just, it'd be fun to connect in person as well. So if you are in Northern California Bay Area, you feel like coming in, <laughs> Come on in. Anyways, you guys have an awesome day and I will catch you next time.